0: If you're like me, one simple, anonymous way to help spread the word is to click follow or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. While you're there, every five-star rating also makes this podcast more visible and will help save other women from getting the wrong kind of help, like a couple program that'll make this type of abuse worse. If you've already purchased a copy of my book, Trauma Mama Husband Drama, please circle back and give it a five-star rating. A lot of women are searching for books about betrayal trauma, and Rating Trauma Mama will help them find this podcast, which is free to everyone. If you're like the majority of my listeners, you're experiencing the type of abuse that's invisible and difficult to wrap your head around. Your husband is using porn or having affairs or lying to you, and you're getting the same bad advice about how to improve communication or your relationship. If you need real support, check out our daily group session schedule at btr.org. We'd love to see you in a session today. I'm honored to have a member of our community on the podcast today. We're going to call her Florence. She's 75 years old. She's experienced over 40 years of betrayal trauma. She discovered her husband's infidelity just three days after their wedding. She is strong, insightful, and courageous. Florence, can you talk about your first reaction to finding out about your husband's double life?
1: My first reaction was devastation and fear. Back in those days, women didn't have the same options that they do today. And I had just moved my two daughters and myself to a new location where I had no friends and no associates, and very little opportunity to find gainful employment to support myself. In doing so, I had cut off any support systems that I might've had. And I was really on my own. So were you married before this? I was. You had children? I was. Okay. So you had two daughters coming into this marriage. And they were five and eight. I went very deep into a place of trying to comprehend. I didn't Call myself a spiritual person at that time in my life. I did not have a religious persuasion. And I found myself searching. In order to do that, I did what I think a lot of people do, from what I've read, is that they explore with their spouse, trying to figure out what it is that their spouse is looking for and needing. And of course, that leads one into probably the darkest places on earth because it's a world of debauchery. It didn't take me long to figure out that that was not for me. You know, I had to make a heartfelt decision and tell my husband that I could not live that kind of life with, you know, freedom of sex with other people and going to nudist camps and pornographic exhibitions. I mean, it was just not the right thing for me at all. It hurt my heart. It didn't help my heart. And uh, he apologized and swore that he would never make those bad choices again, and we started over until the next time. Mm. And by the next time I became aware of his activities, I knew enough to go for help. We both went through a lot of counseling. It came trailing back in, and the problem was I didn't realize that he had regressed back to those activities. I only was experiencing the negative behavior and the abuse, which after 20, 25, 30 years of marriage, you get to the point where you do your own thing. You make the best of it. And if somebody wants to be a damn fool and act like a child, let them be a damn fool and act like a child. You just can't let your life be run by that, you know? Did you know you were being abused or did you just think of it as... I I, I, I knew I was being abused and I knew he was sick. I've been doing a lot of reflecting because the last year has been a year of repeated difficulties and such a challenge. And I remember back when my youngest daughter was 15 years old and she and I took a trip out west when we visited a childhood friend of mine. And he asked me face to face, what's wrong? You're not right. You know, I said, well, you know, my husband isn't right. He's sick. I didn't elaborate on it. How could I? I didn't have the words for it. I remember thinking many years later, the only people that I could tell that to were people that I'd known for a long time who actually had some confidence in me because I became aware of the fact that nobody would believe me. Mm -hmm. People will say, oh, he's so charming. Oh, he's such a sweet man, and he is, and he's a beguiling, needful child. What do you do? Go out on the street and bang a drum and say I'm being emotionally abused by a man who can't show me love or who can't relate to me? No, you can't do that. Nobody will believe you. So you try to create wellness within a challenging situation. And that's what I did for years until it all broke open. For the last 10 years, I thought he had frontal temporal lobe disorder. It makes the second time I've misdiagnosed him in my life. So obviously I'm not much of a psychotherapist. But because of his anger, I felt that his actions were typical. Of frontal temporal lobe dementia. In fact, I actually got him to go to a neurologist. It was really embarrassing and a waste of time. It's not Alzheimer's. I'm right. It's frontal temporal lobe. Well, I wasn't right. Yeah, it's very hard when you get older. Things don't work the way they used to, and sex isn't what it was when you were kids. But every now and then, you get an opportunity to enjoy one another to some extent. And uh, he gave me an STD. And that was the rude awakening. Mm-hmm. He had been back to his old tricks. So now that we've kind of had this
0: overview, it sounds like in the beginning, the way that you dealt with it was you tried to meet his needs. And then as you got older, and it just kept happening and happening, you sort of started detaching. Mm-hmm. How would you say your reactions to him are now, right now, at 75 and him 80.
1: It's been like a fast forward of an earlier movie of everything that ever occurred. I go in a circle and some days I'm distraught and I'm in pain and I feel sorry for myself. And then I go through days where I am so angry. It's like a circular thing that goes around. I've been able to grapple with this because now I can be honest with our friends and our family and everybody knows. The freedom to be honest and forthright makes it possible to handle and work with. Absolutely. Without it, it's impossible, right? right. Now that we're in this different
0: age, I'm 40. The first place we go when we have something happen is we start searching for things. Before we get back to the conversation, there are a lot of so-called betrayal trauma therapists or coaches or groups out there, but they don't approach pornography use or infidelity as an abuse issue, or they try to quote unquote treat the victim and the abuser in the same setting. That's unethical. So if you hear something in this episode you relate to, check out the group session schedule at btr.org. We'd love to see you in a group session today. Now back to our conversation. What thoughts do you have about women who are starting to search for this and think about this five years after marriage or 10 years after marriage? If you could go back and talk to
1: yourself. You can't help them. You can't fix them. Today, there are avenues for healing. This has been my counter argument to my husband and all of his attempts to heal himself. as it was really convenient now that you're 80 and impotent. <laughs> you made these choices. They have a responsibility. And that responsibility mm-hmm. is to their partner and their families. As somebody who suffered from it my whole life, I'm saying, you can't give me back the past 20 years. I didn't know you were doing this. I knew you were being a jerk. But if I had known, if I had known he had gone back to illicit, Deviant sexual practices, I wouldn't have stayed. And I might have had the chance to build a life with someone who might have genuinely been able to care and show real regard. And I missed that. And nobody can give that back to me. That's where the anger comes from. I was told, you know, by a lot of professionals, oh, you need counseling. So I tried that. I'm sure this isn't true across all mental health professionals, but. What I found was that most therapists are not equipped to deal. And right. and they tend to try to use their behavior modification, which they've learned in graduate school somewhere. If you do this, then he'll do that. If you do that, right. it doesn't work. And I went to no. four sessions with one therapist and I just I said, this isn't good for me. I'm getting angry about this. So I quit going. And I've also challenged my husband on the fact that the SLAA thing is very self-absorbing. They're all involved in taking care of themselves and getting better and praise God. And, you know, it's like, wait a minute. You're still just thinking about yourself. First, it was sex. Now it's your healing process. Where does that leave me? And it still leaves me on my own. It still leaves me wanting and, you know, wanting. So, Florence, when you found us, how did you feel? It was good to know that I wasn't alone. Most people just don't get it. They think your husband's a philanderer. Well, of course they are, but there's so much more to it than that. The best thing that's happened to me in the last year is the ability to be honest, to speak my truth. I am still sad about the loss that I've had in my life. Uh, There are people that have worse lives, and I'm not going to bemoan all the good things. But I think that people need to reevaluate who they are and what they want. And I do think that a lot of women, myself included, were raised with low expectations and low sense of self. And so we didn't really know when we weren't being treated well. We may have known it, but we didn't think we had any right to do anything about it.
0: I appreciate you so much for being here.
1: If this podcast was helpful to you, please
0: help us reach other women by pushing that follow or subscribe button and giving us a five-star rating. Thank you for helping get the word out. Your donations keep this podcast going. Go to our website, btr.org, scroll to the bottom, click on support the BTR podcast. And until next week,